0: Welcome to the Fertility Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Sodden-Andy. As a naturopathic doctor and fertility coach, I help women get calm, confident, and in control of their fertility. I'm passionate about helping women get pregnant and stay pregnant. This episode is brought to you by Fertility Fundamentals. Fertility Fundamentals is a naturopath-led collective of women supporting each other in their fertility journey. Join the collective for free at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fundamental fertility and come join your tribe. In today's episode, I'll be talking about hydrosalpinx. Hydrosalpinx refers to a fallopian tube that's blocked with watery fluid. To break down the term, hydro means water and salpinx means fallopian tube. So this condition is typically caused by a previous pelvic or sexually transmitted infection. It could be caused by endometriosis or even by previous surgery. Although some women don't experience any symptoms, others may experience constant or frequent pain in the lower abdomen or unusual vaginal discharge. So how does this affect your fertility? To get pregnant, sperm must meet an egg. So around day 14 of a woman's menstrual cycle, an egg is released from an ovary and begins to travel down to the uterus to the waiting sperm. But if a tube or both tubes are blocked, the egg can't make the journey and it can't meet the sperm and so no pregnancy can occur. So what happens if only one tube is blocked? Your egg doesn't release from the same ovary each month. Typically, the sides alternate. So on occasion, and for some women, an egg may be released from both sides in the same month. If you have one fallopian tube that's affected by hydrosalpings and one that isn't, preg- pregnancy is technically possible, but it isn't without the potential for risks and complications. For example, a damaged fallopian tube can leak fluid into the uterus during pregnancy. So scientists don't exactly know what it is about the fluid that causes issues, but recent research suggests that hydrosalpinx may impact blood flow in the uterus and ovaries and affect implantation, the implantation of the embryo into the uterus. So some women might ask can they just get IVF and not treat the hydrosalpinx? So as a background, IVF is an infertility treatment where the egg is fertilized by the sperm in a laboratory outside the body, and then the fertilized egg is then implanted into a woman's uterus to achieve pregnancy. So IVF can help bypass the role of the fallopian tube in the sperm meeting the egg. So although this procedure is currently considered the best option for women who have experienced hydrosalpinx, it can cause complications if done before the blockage is removed. So fluid from the affected tube may leak into the uterus and make implantation difficult or it might increase the risk of miscarriage. So doctors typically suggest having the affected tube removed or separating it from the uterus before trying IVF. So there was some research and academic review examined around 6,000 women undergoing IVF, and of these women, about 1,000 had untreated hydrosalpinx, and about 4,500 had another type of untreated tubal blockage. So between these two groups, doctors performed a total of about 9,000 total embryo transfers. And the following success rates were observed between the two groups. So women with untreated hydrosalpinx had a pregnancy rate of 19.6% versus 31% for women with other types of blockages. And implantation rates were 8.5% for women with untreated hydrosalpinx compared to 13% in the control group. So definitely lower implantation. Delivery rates for women with untreated hydrosalpings were 13% versus 23% for women with other types of blockage. And women with untreated hydrosalpings saw higher rates of early pregnancy loss 43% versus 31% of the control group. So, definitely, it shows that if you don't treat hydrosalpings, there's worse um, pregnancy and implantation outcomes. So what treatment options are available? So there are several options you may try if you have one or more tubes affected by hydrosalpinx. Your doctor should be able to help you determine which type of treatment will best help with your unique case. So there is surgery to remove the affected tube or tubes, and this is called laparoscopic salpingectomy. So it's basically a keyhole kind of surgery or laparoscopic surgery that's done through the abdomen and the entire length of the fallopian tube is removed. Some doctors may shy away from this treatment because it may affect the blood supply to the ovary and without good blood supply, the ovarian function may be impaired and cause issues with IVF. Regardless, it's still the typical treatment approach. There is another less invasive approach, which is sclerotherapy, which is something that's done through ultrasound. And while this treatment has a faster recovery time than surgery, more research is still needed. And for some tube issues, repairing the blockage can help. And this is done through a laparoscopic salpingostomy, where the affected tube is opened to drain the fluid through a small incision and the tube is then clipped to stop any fluid from leaking into the uterus. While this approach does save the tube, it isn't necessarily recommended for hydrosalpinx because the fluid often builds back up again. So your ability to get pregnant with a hydrosalpinx will really vary depending on the severity of your blockage and your treatment choice. Without treatment, pregnancy is possible, but again, as based on the academic review that I just cited, there are greater amounts of complications like miscarriage or higher with untreated hydrosalpings. And really with treatment, the outlook is much better, especially if you go with IUI or IVF after you treat the hydrosalpings. So your doctor is really your best source of information about your specific case, and he or she can help guide you to the treatment option that may work best for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the Fertility Stories podcast and leave a review. Let's keep this conversation going. Do you have a story that you want to share or a topic you want covered? Head on over to the Fertility Fundamentals Facebook group and let me know. I've got a new episode coming your way next week. Until then, let's all do something amazing for yourselves and others.